0: My name is Detective Benson. I am reopening the Zodiac case and reviewing all past evidence in hopes to find out who committed these vicious felonies. In the late 1960s and early 70s, the Zodiac Killer terrorized Northern California, killing at least five people and claiming to have killed 37 people. On December 20th, 1968, Near Lake Herman Road, Vallejo, California, 17-year-old David Faraday and 16-year-old Betty Lou Jensen were shot and killed while sitting in a parked car in a gravel parking area off Lake Herman Road. By the time police arrived, Betty was found dead on the ground 30 feet away from the car. David was alive at the scene, but would later die in the hospital. At this time, no one knew this was the dark work of who would later be known as the Zodiac Killer. The next attack would take place on July 4th, 1969, around midnight in Blue Rock Springs Park, Vallejo, California. A few minutes away from the previous crime. The Zodiac approached a parked car with a flashlight, shooting 22 year old Darlene Farron and 19 year old Michael Mago before walking away and coming back to shoot them both again. <sighs> both were alive when found, but only Mago would survive. He was able to make out the face of the man who shot him young, white, around 26 to 30 years old, stocky, 200 pounds or larger, about 5 foot 8. With light brown curly hair and a large face. Within an hour, the police received a phone call from someone who claimed to be the shooter and claimed to be the shooter in the previous murder. August 1st, 1969. The San Francisco Chronicle, the San Francisco Examiner, and the Vallejo Times Herald all received identical handwritten letters from someone claiming to be the killer. The letter revealed specific details about the murders to prove the writer was in fact the killer. The letters were signed with a distinct mark with a distinct mark. The letters were signed with a distinct mark, a circle with a cross through it, the mark that would become known as the mark of the zodiac. Also included in the letters were three different codes that the Zodiac demanded be printed in newspapers or else he would kill again. The Zodiac claimed that cracking the codes would reveal his identity. On August 4th, another letter was received that started with the phrase, This is the Zodiac speaking. The first time the killer refers to himself as the Zodiac. On August 8th, 1969, the one code was cracked by a couple in Salinas, California. The code reads as is. I like killing because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all to kill. Something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. The best part is that when I die, I will be reborn in paradise and those I have killed will become my slaves. I will not give you my name because you will try to slow down or stop my collecting of slaves for the afterlife. September 27, 1969, Lake Berryessa, Napa, California, 22-year-old Cecilia Shepard and 20-year-old Brian Hartnell were were picnicking on the shore of Lake Berryessa when Cecilia saw a man hiding behind a nearby tree and staring at her. After some time, the man came out from behind the tree, wearing an executioner-style hood over his head with the Zodiac Killer symbol on his chest. He had a gun and a long knife and used pre-cut rope to tie up Brian before stabbing them repeatedly. Cecilia would die at the hospital, but Brian Harnell would survive despite being stabbed six times in the back. Brian Harnell described the man being five foot eight to 6' tall, heavy set, weighing 225 to 250 pounds. With dark brown hair, he saw through the eye holes in the mask. A message was found on the side of Brian's car with the Zodiac sign, the dates of all three killings, and the words, by knife, written below the September 27th date. On October 11th, 1969, just before 10 p.m. in San Francisco, California, at the intersection of Washington and Cherry, a cab driver, Paul Stein, was shot in the head by his passenger. A teenage girl from her home across the street heard the shot along with two other witnesses in her home and got a good look at the man who wiped down the car and walked away. They called the police and described the man as white male between 25 to 30 years old, 5 foot 8 to 5 foot 9 tall, stocky with reddish brown crew cut and heavy rimmed glasses. The police car that was nearby came quickly to the scene. But the chaos of the scene would strangely result in the police dispatcher incorrectly identifying the suspect as an African American male. and This is where things get frustrating. That incorrect identification would prove to have disastrous consequences, the police car driven off by officer Don Fuch and Eric Zelms would come upon a white male walking on the sidewalk described by officer Fouke as 5 foot 10, 170 pounds, about 40 years old, glasses with reddish hair, and a crew cut. Very similar to the description offered by the teenage girl. Because they were looking for an African-American man, the two officers left the man alone watching him disappear into a nearby park. The Zodiac would later comment on this interaction in a later letter in detail, making it very likely that Fouke and Zelms came into contact with the, with the killer without even knowing it. The Zodiac would later comment on this interaction in a later letter in detail, making it very likely that Fuch and Zelms came into contact with the nation's most notorious serial killer at the time without even knowing it. A composite sketch would be drawn based on the two descriptions that would later become part of the famous wanted poster. Another piece of evidence was a bloody fingerprint discovered inside the cab. However, the Zodiac claims in a letter that it was planted by him to throw the cops off his trail. Two days later, the San Francisco Chronicle gets another letter that claims responsibility for the cab driver, Paul Stein's murder, and includes a piece of Stein's blood-stained shirt. The letter also included a note. School children make nice targets. I think I shall wipe out a school bus some morning. Just shoot out the front tire, then pick off the kitties as they come bouncing out. He also included diagrams of bombs that could be used on buses. After the Zodiac Task Force was created, so multiple departments could share information. On April 20th, 1970, a letter to the San Francisco Chronicle included a cipher with the sentence, My name is blank. The Zodiac would continue to send letters before stopping in 1971 only to send his last letter in 1974 where he claims to have killed 37 people and bizarrely reviews his viewing of the exorcist which he called the best satirical comedy that I have ever seen. In 2002 the San Francisco the San Francisco police force was able to extract them. In 2002, the San Francisco Police Force was able to extract partial genetic profile from the Zodiac letter from the saliva on the stamp. This, however, was not enough to conclusively identify a single person, but enough to eliminate potential suspects. This is easily the most frustrating case in all of American history, for we still do not know the identity of the Zodiac Killer. Two of his victims remain alive. They rarely give interviews. And because DNA was not available at the time, we have very little to go on. So for now, the case remains unsolved.